Welcome in to the podcast presented by Goose Island. Goose Island is the official beer of CHGO. Find one of their Chicago locations at gooseisland.com forward slash locations. What's up, everyone? We are live at the Gaylord Opryland Hotel. This is the Chicago Sports Podcast. I'm Kevin Kaduk, Cody Delmendo to my left, Herb Lawrence to my right. And this is our first of three podcasts today. Hopefully, want to let you know we're having some Wi-Fi issues. Dave Roberts is talking right now. Greg Council is talking right now. Right literally, over to our left. Literally. Literally yards left. from us. And there's <laughs> hordes of people using the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Not playing well with our stuff. But our stalwart producer, Stephen Nicholas, figured out a workaround. So we're going to sit here and talk about the winter meetings and all the action or lack thereof. For as long as we can. I will For say the picture does look clear right now, and the audio is coming through clearly. You are the man, Steven. I would like see. To, we'll see. We'll see. I would like to give credit to my MacBook. Yes. He had Shout to out switch, Cody's MacBook. He had to switch computers. <laughs> Very big of you. <laughs> credit to me. Very well, big. it is Tuesday here at the winter meetings, and we're still in a holding pattern because Shohei Atani has not come out and uh, made his decision just yet. We've got a lot of tweets from reporters. We've had some news from the actual managers. Dave Roberts says he has met with Shohei Atani at Dodger Stadium. They said he got to know know each other. Fred Council just said that they have not met. I don't know if he's telling the truth or not. He <laughs> might just be, you know, obeying the wishes of the Otani camp. I, I'm not sure, but Cody, I guess we'll start with you right now. You're you're Mr. Cub. Yeah. How are you holding up today? Big of you to say I'm Mr. Cubs. Put me in the same <laughs> sentence as uh, Ernie Banks. Mr. Cubs. Ah. Uh, um where am i at right now i'm riding a roller coaster kevin because a few hours ago we got bob nightingale telling us that the cubs seem to be uh you know falling falling down the the you know the the totem pole i guess you could say mm-hmm. uh and you know then just within the last i think jesse rogers also said something uh related to them being he said it didn't feel didn't feel like this was going to happen bob nightingale uh, actually tweeted this was the tweet the chicago cubs optimism of landing shohei otani has now significantly significantly waned one high-ranking executive said now i didn't say where the executive was from Uh, leaving the L.A. Dodgers, Toronto Blue Jays, Los Angeles Angels, and San Francisco Giants as the likely finalists. So you got that. uh, Jesse Rogers was on ESPN 1000, basically saying it didn't feel great for the Cubs right now. Um, But also there have been other reports. uh, Ken Rosenthal was on uh, foul territory, basically saying that the Cubs are still there. (laughs) For me right now, it's a roller coaster, but also at the same time, it's like, Yesterday, the reports of him not signing at the winter meetings, I, that's basically what I'm that's what I'm putting my all my my, my chips in on is mm-hmm. that like whatever we hear today, unless he actually signs, hmm. I'm taking it all with a grain of salt because it's just a roller coaster right now. Dave Roberts and his presser over here, he confirmed that they met that the Dodgers met with Otani yesterday, I believe. So. Like you, like you said, the council hasn't confirmed, or he, he's either lying or just you know, maybe they, maybe they haven't. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it's just there's so much right now in terms of the rumor mill regarding Shohei Otani, and again, I'm just taking it all with a grain of salt because there's just so much stuff that's going one way or the other. There's, there's no, tr- I don't think, I still don't think anyone truly fully knows. 
I, I agree with, I completely agree with that. It almost seems like there's still things to develop, things that will happen. Hopefully while we're here, because I don't want to have to have come down here all and like have nothing happen. <laughs> I, I think it's a possibility. Hey, shout out to everyone in the chat who's joining us right now and hanging out with us as we kind of wait for these winter meetings uh, to start going. Luke Stuckmeyer is at the council interview. He's going to jump on set when that is over. The Dave Roberts one just got, got finished. Mitch Phil 98 in the comments says, Jed is just being a master strategist to keep the media eyes off of them. LOL. Crossed my mind. <laughs> Herb, uh, you're Mr. Socks. Yes. I, I'm not stepping on any uh, nicknames there because I don't think there is a Mr. Socks other uh, than you. Also maybe. Yeah, but it's not his nickname. So yeah. it's you, too, Herb. Um, Take that. <laughs> you obviously don't have a horse in this race. Nope. Because uh, Jerry Reinsdorf is not paying for a Shohei Itani, but what do you make of the whole thing? I mean, Cubs give it a value and effort. Now, it looks like the Cubs are going to fall up short from these teams who he was rumored to go to anyways with the Angels, the uh, Dodgers, and the Giants. The thing is, if he lose to the Blue Jays, I think that's going to extra sting the, the Cubs mm-hmm. because it's a team that doesn't have as much money as you, doesn't offer the things that the Cubs offer. You lose to the Dodgers. People are like, it's the Dodgers. Yeah. They're at the top of the food chain. You lose to the team he's already been accustomed to in the Angels. He just wanted to stay in the same position that he was at uh, for his major league career. And the Giants also the same thing as I brought up before. Uh, the Giants offer a thing that's unique to any other uh, city is that San Francisco is home to the most uh, Japanese uh, Americans in the United States besides Honolulu, Honolulu, I believe in. The Giants have a lot of money spent as last year. They missed out on Aaron Judge and Carlos Carrera. So they have the willingness to pay for these uh, big-time free agents, and now they want to land one. And so that's where I think most Cub fans, and I you know, feel, feel free to speak on your behalf, Cody, if he signs with the Toronto Blue Jays, you're like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. Like, he's going to a different country on the other side of, you know, from the West Coast to the East Coast and in Canada, and why? Why wouldn't the Cubs be able to get a player like that over the Blue Jays? And so that's where I'm at right now, and the fact mm-hmm. that the Blue Jays are still in the hunt, it tells me that it's a serious thing that he's actually considering, and I'm, I'm sad that the, the Cubs are seemingly out of it because he would be great for the city, mm-hmm. and I'm for Chicago, even before the White Sox. I'm not a Cub hater. I would love to see Shoei Itani be available to be seen in my home city 81 times a year. And the fact that he's not going to be here seemingly is a kind of a sad thing, but also expected because he's only going to go to one team. And yes, the Cubs gave a valiant effort and they're still trying, but it looks like it's coming up short. Guys, two big things. One, Luke Mm -hmm. Stuckmeyer is about to join. And two, we have a $20 super chat from Chris Pogero. He says, until Itani signs, I will believe the Cubs are still in it. There's been so much smoke and nobody knows nothing. Nightingale also said that the count, that council was going to Milwaukee or the Mets. He's now with the Cubs. Good <laughs> point there. The same day. He yeah. tweeted that the same day, and then he went to, uh, or the news broke about him going. It to does Dallas. seem like Jed has been flying under the radar and pulling off some of these things. Jed Hoyer is not here. We're not sure exactly why. Um, so I, I, I don't. I really don't know what to make of this. I mean, I would. I really hope at some point. We're going to be filming uh, Cody Del Mendo jumping around in his underwear at, at 2 a.m. In, in our Airbnb. I, I still think that's on the table, Luke. I don't know if we want that. <laughs> well, you're going to be the one in charge because you're in that building. Uh, a couple things that Council just had and Dave Roberts. And on the Dodgers side, 
before we heard from counsel, he was asked about Otani. And have you met with him? Yada, yada, yada. And Roberts just starts detailing the Dodgers meetings with Otani. Yeah. And when asked, why are you telling this? He's like, well, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to sit here and lie. He asked me a question. I'm not, I'm, I'm going to tell what the answer is. So, and so then Gordon Whitmire went over to the council and said, have, have you met in person? Cause he'd already been asked a question about Otani. Have you been asked? Have you met in person with Otani? I have not. Hmm. Maybe he, then he has, asked, then he asked, have you, has your team met in person with Otani? I have not. Ooh. <clears throat> okay, so mm, read into it whatever you want. But it, it was interesting to see the way the two organizations were approaching it. One team, yeah. the other team, mm, Jed Cloak of Darkness. And <clears throat> the other thing you can read into it is that Roberts, he, he just wants to tell the truth. You don't, you don't have to read into that. You can, you can see it. He gave it, and he was asked, well, I, we feel very confident. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what that. So means. we ha- we have the Dodgers talking about that. We have leaks coming out uh, from the Blue Jays camp. No, nothing from the Cubs. So, Cody, do you think that's a positive for the Cubs? I think the longer this goes, and there not being as much to take from the Cubs, because of course Council's not saying anything. I think it's better for the Cubs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean by that, like. I'm I'm actually very surprised that Dave Roberts was you just being like openly honest and putting all that out there. That's very surprising to me uh, based off what Otani has said uh, or his camp has said about, you know, using that against you if any of these things link, link out. But I, I don't know if at this point, but from what I know, what I can say you can tell you is the longer this go, the, the longer this goes out, I think it benefits the Cubs. I don't know if they're in on it anymore or if they're out on it. I, I couldn't tell you that. Yeah. But I do know that Jed Hoyer does his best work under the cloak of darkness. And his way of doing it is silence. Yeah. Right. He wants he wants that's his path. So it's still it's still being presented the way that the Cubs want to present it. That uh, whether that means they're in or out, I don't know. I just know that that's that's his way of doing it, and nothing has changed from when we walked in this morning. It's, it's just like Craig Council. Like, no one thought he was going to be the Cubs manager. No, now he he admitted that he had spoken to free agents. He said, "Yes, I've spoken to a few." That was a previous question, and then Gordon came in and said, "You know, Dave Roberts is over there just saying, detailing how you guys are, the Dodgers are talking. Have you met with him? I have not." Mike, organization. Mike Dub says Jed moves in silence like the G in lasagna. <laughs> classic, classic. classic. Well, wow, Mike who doesn't Dubs. like lasagna? Easy. <laughs> you got two hundred and fifty people watching. Everyone on the edge of their seat about this Otani news. No, they're on the edge of their seat for White Sox news, of course. <laughs> well, <laughs> who's going to be the catcher? The, the big, dra- catcher the big the draft Sox. lottery coming that up here at four thirty. Yeah. Through those doors right there. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, a <laughs> excitement. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that, I guess, as, as we go on. Um, what did I want to say about Otani? He's good. He's good. He's good. He, you know, uh, council was asked in general, as a fan, have you ever seen anything like the Otani attention? He's like, you know, the question was, you don't have to talk specifically about your interest. And he just said, well, it's all deserved. He's. He's that type of player. He's he's that unique, and so the the attention is is deserved. 
and and so that's his easy way of saying yes he's a great player i'd really like to know where the money is at right now where like what number what's the what, highest what number are the right offers now? that have mm-hmm. come through what are they sitting on what yeah. do they think they can get and and how did the injury impact that number do you think it's north of 600 million i don't no i don't think it's because it's because it's lesser than 10 years or just because you think they're outs in this deal what why do you think it's not i, I mean the listen it's gonna be i have i'm not i'm not telling you i'm in in with his camp and hearing this i'm just saying that like i i i would expect 600 seems like a lot of money it is a lot of money and if you're not getting a pitcher that first year and he's coming off his second tommy john there there's there's often a lot of that even though he is the greatest player we've ever seen the most unique player we've ever seen he could he there is a chance that he could be reduced to being just a hitter and so i can't imagine a team's going to be like you know what we're going in at 800 million i just don't it's like i, I said i'll this. be stunned if it goes over like 650 yeah i i said this last week you know i the the tommy john and that injury that he's sustained at you know at the end of the year i think it cost him millions Lot of guaranteed for sure and that's why i think that there could be an opt-out after two or three years but uh i i think he's at least getting 500 which Absolutely. would still yeah. break a record <laughs> but i but i do think it, the number could have gone 700 or more yeah if he went into if the he was season healthy perfectly healthy i mean unanimous mvp right like multiple time mvp award winner yeah, absolutely. If he'd stayed healthy, stayed uh, would have been able to make it through the year healthy. The reason why I'm saying it's going to be north of 600 million is because the Japanese market. We saw in the World Baseball Classic when it was him versus teammate Mike Trout. All eyes were on that. It was a grand ending to the World Baseball Classic, mm-hmm. and he's not just you know if you sign Mike Trout, you get some people from Jersey, you get the American people who are enjoying baseball, seeing one of. Um, baseball's best players of all time as luke said he might be Shohei Itani, the best player of all time with doing the pitching and the hitting and if he's only reduced to hitting you still have japanese eyes on you you still have american eyes on you mm-hmm. you still have canadian eyes on you you have a global market for this young attractive awesome player and with all these teams bidding for his services it's just moving it up and if i'm Shohei Itani's agent yeah, I got it. We're not pitching in 2024 for the most part. But you know what? 2025, we might be pitching. So you're going to pay for that. You're going to pay for me what I still earned because all these other teams, the Toronto Blue Jays, I guarantee are in this because they're offering commiserate or the same amount of money or if not more money because that's the only thing that makes sense to me that you would be in the, the West Coast team's same stratosphere if you're Toronto. If you're offering the same or more money, yep. otherwise it makes no sense. Otherwise, so I think his number is still going to be at the number that he would have signed for if he was not injured with the Tom John surgery. And I didn't answer that right. You say north of six hundred. My head goes to seven hundred. Okay, just, just because of the way these numbers are. But like, so if you, you, if you could, told me it could six, start with the six. Yeah. Sure, yeah. If you yeah, told yeah. me six ten, I wouldn't gotcha. be surprised. But if you told me yeah. seven hundred, I'd kind of be like, wow. Nick Baird says he's a cub. We're the only team who hasn't leaked anything yet. Plus, the Bob curse is real. So, yeah, well, me, and, me and Nick, we think it's, we think alike. Yeah. Um, 
Christopher Morrell's name got brought up a lot in the in the council thing. He's he's a yeah. player who's going to get brought up whenever there's some sort of trade package yep. talked about. Um, he what did, did Craig he, have to say? He wasn't uh, responding to questions about trade stuff for Morrell. What he was asked about was, you know, he's getting work at first. He's getting work at third. How do you, what message do you send to him in this offseason okay. if you do one? And his response was basically, listen – watching Christopher Morrell from across the field in Milwaukee. I just know that that's a guy that has forced his way into the lineup. And which is a good thing for the Cubs. He's like, Mm. where and how he's like, that's the difficult decision we have to figure out. It's like, that's what we have to decide in March. That's what we have to decide now. That's what we have to decide during the season. And he wouldn't rule out uh, the versatility and utility type player because he's like versatility is those players are super valuable in in that things happen in 162. Yeah. And so if you have a guy that can play multiple positions, even though you might not need him to for a while, a.k.a. Bellinger, you didn't have to play him at first early in the season, although maybe you should have. Hmm. You know, that guy gave you great versatility, which is why I say Bellinger is outrageously valuable to your team too, if, if the Otani thing doesn't happen. But for Morrell, he basically said, he deserved to be in the lineup every day. Now we got yeah. to figure out how to get him in there. Yeah, Cody, how would you feel? Uh, I mean, if you did have to part ways with with Christopher Morrell, who out there do you think it would be worth trading him for? Juan Soto, and that's about it, really. About one, the, even if it's one year of Juan Soto. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't trade him for Pete Alonso. Uh, there's a rumor today put out from Bob Nightingale about Tyler Glass now uh, being part of the Tyler Glass now trades. Unless unless Tampa Bay sent him back, you know, a guy under control um, for multiple years with Tyler Glass now, okay, maybe I can get on board with that. But I, I have – I think Christopher Morrell is such a high ceiling. Uh, he has, you know, obviously shown the power. He's – you know, his one flaw for sure is he's striking out 30% of his play appearances. But, um, you know, he's – electric brings a lot of energy to to the game uh and for as young as he is and with as cheap as he is there's a lot of value in that so mm-hmm. if you're gonna trade a guy like christopher morell then i want a bona fide superstar player or um if if he's part of this glass now deal i'm thinking uh you know i was thinking isaac paredes um some people in my mentions were mentioning uh you know randy rosarino or or yandy diaz um Fine, great. I, I don't know. I, I don't know which one I'd rather have. All I'm saying is is you better be getting back more than just a one guy with one year of control left if it's if his name isn't Juan Soto. Okay. So yeah. that's where I'm at on Christopher Morrell. I don't know why the rush I know you guys are not necessarily doing it, but I get the name the reason why his name is put out there to get people like Juan Soto or Glastown, but he's in the lineup as as council says. His position is in the lineup, designated hitter, wherever he needs to play in the field. I know he's not that great of a fielder, but you guys just spoke to one of the best uh, utility players of all time in Ben Zobrist. Those type of players are few and far between. And yes, he can't play defense as Zobrist does. But as people have been saying, he brings energy. He brings power as a firsthand person. We, I was right next to you, Luke, when that man hit a home run off of uh, some team I happened to root for at Wrigley Field, ruined my ruined my day and ruined Gregory Santos forever. So that type of energy you cannot replicate anywhere else. Like that game I was at, and I was at the game where David Bodie hit the walk-off Grand Slam. They're on par. 
And I know David Bodie's not of that ilk, but that energy he brings every time he comes to the plate where he can just get smoked by 98 mile power fastball sinkers and then a mistake right in the middle of the plate smoked. That is a thing that you cannot find anywhere else. You get Juan Soto for him, maybe. Get it. Glass now, mm, a little iffy on that, but I would keep Christopher Morrell and find a way to put him in for 150 games and have that bat just do its thing. Yeah, we make comparisons from Morrell all the time, and and the you know, the easy one is to say, well, he's just like wisdom. He strikes out a lot. He hits home runs. For me, he's closer, and this is crazy to say based on how young he is, for me, he's closer to Alfonso Soriano at the end of his career than he is to Patrick Wisdom. Now, don't get me wrong. Alfonso Soriano before the injury was a five-tool spectacular player, right? Like a spectacular player. Maybe wasn't quite the same player, obviously, once he ripped the quad off the bone. But sort hitting-wise, style-wise, he was that same guy that you see in Morel. It's this long, sweeping bat that goes through, and you're like, he just got destroyed on two pitches. But man, when he gets hot, every swing is a potential home run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, and the same type of electricity that, that Soriano had. Well, and what a, what annoys me about the the people who are out on Morel is like the guy is so young. He this can't be his ceiling. I feel like the ceiling is so much higher. Uh, so that's that's why I'm for me, he's if you're moving him, you're getting you're getting some superstar. Uh, type caliber players coming back or at least some some all multiple stars you know guys who make an impact who've proven to make an impact so yeah yeah morel is the fact that the cubs you know found or developed this guy the way that he has so far is actually something that we probably don't talk about enough we have a ten dollar super chat from our uh, co-worker greg braggs hey man i always always like when he buys access to us but first I want to tell you about Midtown Athletic Club. We know that Midtown Athletic Club has four Chicago land locations. There's Palatine in the northwest suburbs, Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs, and the Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park right there in Elston. We were there last week, Herb. Midtown Palatine, by the way, they've just launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club, which will be complete in early 2024. And listeners of ours can lock in favorable rates if you join before the end of the year. Make sure you do that because it's always good to have a nice, affordable rates at a health club. Once you get locked into that, Midtown has something for everyone, whether you're single, you you're, have a family, you have kids, you're looking to make a lifestyle change, you practice holistic wellness. And it's really the nicest fitness club that I've ever been to. We had a blast there. We did all sorts of things. We did a CrossFit thing. We did a cardio tennis thing we did some hot yoga which wasn't my thing hot yoga, huh? try. Yeah. I, it was tough it was the mm-hmm. one of the toughest things i've ever done my heart rate was elevated you just ran a marathon I, it, it was tougher exactly than that. it was tougher it was than tougher that. than the marathon the hot yoga i i'm not coordinated it was and it was hot <laughs> it was cool during the marathon that's all I'll okay say. i can right. you know, whatever uh midtown <laughs> athletic club has super luxe locker rooms with wet and dry saunas and premium amenities they have an amazing outdoor and indoor pools and hot tubs. I saw that outdoor pool. I'm going back this summer. Yeah. I'm, I, need, I need that. That they, pool is the best. They also have a collection of boutique fitness studios all over the place with more than 100 classes per week, including your membership. This isn't gym quality. These spaces are boutique quality. So instead of joining, you know, a 
kickboxing gym and a, a bike riding gym. You get it all right there. They also offer the best tennis courts and programming in the sport. Midtown has indoor, outdoor tennis, pickleball, and paddle tennis. USTA professional quality all the way. So head over to midtown.com forward slash CHGO. Make sure you do that because we want uh, them to know that we sent you. And you'll find out more and you can schedule a tour of Midtown Athletic Club and get the same quality and attention to service uh, that, that we got last Wednesday. So check out Midtown Athletic Club today. Let me tell you about game time. I and my fiance last year around Labor Day went down to Atlanta. And of course, we used game time to see um, where the tickets were and where uh, we were going to be sitting. And then game time has this 110% guarantee that they're going to have the lowest price of any secondary marketplace. And so I wanted to check that out. I wanted to see, you know, these people talk a lot sometimes when you're like, "Ah, yeah, you talk about 110% guarantee, but do you really promise it? So I did look at all the rest of the secondary markets and one of them did have a lower ticket price than what game time had and so i sent an email to game time and i was like hey the screenshots of the game time ticket i bought and the other site within 12 minutes my the difference plus 110 percent of the difference was in my account immediately in 12 minutes so game time you can buy with confidence you shouldn't have to worry about where you're buying your tickets you can buy them with confidence knowing that you're going to get the lowest price and if you don't they're going to give you 110 percent of the difference killer last minute deals all in prices views from your seat and the best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying your tickets if you want to an uh, easy find easy way to find your tickets go to game time the lowest prices for the events go to game time you can see the view from your seat and as i was talking about earlier we were at wrigley field on mm-hmm. that chris morrell walk-off unfortunately for me I was in a seat where I really couldn't see home plates. So I didn't see Chris <laughs> Morrell hit that home run. At game time, you will know that before you get to the game. So you know if you have any obstructed views at Wrigley Field or at any other old ballpark like Boston's Park, Fenway. So you get to see exactly what you're doing. And what I like to do on game time is see the all-in price. I don't want to be added on fees at the end of it. Tell me what the price is, and I'll pay it. I'll decide to pay it. And you get the all-time, all-in price from game time. You can buy your tickets in seconds with two taps. Right now, what you want to do, take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. And it's not just for sports. You can use it for concerts. You can use it for any event in the city that you're in. Or, like I said, I went to Atlanta. Game Time had tickets there for me. Terms apply. Again, create an account with GameTime and use the code CHGO for $20 off your first order. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Mm. Guaranteed. All right, back to our guy Braggs. Ten bucks. Thank you, Braggs. Shouldn't the Cubs wait to make any trades with guys like Morrell and other prospects included for the Shohei decision? just in case you have to use those assets for Juan Soto. Also, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I think they are. I think that's what's happening. I yeah. think that's why it's so slow, and I don't think the, the Cubs are the only team doing that. I think you're you're seeing these, I don't want to call them second-tier free agents because they're not outside of Otani, right? Yeah, they're right. they're top-tier guys. But the teams that have the cash to afford a deal for Otani want to make sure they're not spending the money on Otani before they go out and do this this and this and the and the danger of 
somebody said, well, why, why don't, if you're the Cubs, why don't you just throw more money at Bellinger and get the deal done right yeah. now? It was suggested to us, like, get the deal done now because realistically your chances of Otani might be small. The problem with that is that Bellinger and these other free agents all know that there's still going to be a huge market for them after that one team takes themselves out of play by signing Otani to 500, 600, whatever it is. So there's no reason for them to to panic and, and sign the deal right now because all of those other teams, their anxiety is going to go from here to here, just like it did for Jed Hoyer last year when the shortstop started coming off and he realized at the last second, I might not get one of these guys. Now he did, but there was that potential and teams don't want to feel like that. I'm still surprised though, that the market is this slow because let's say at maximum, you have six, six teams in on Shohei Otani, right? Obviously that is going to affect those six teams and it is going to affect that next tier of, you know, Cody Bellinger and, and that, that those type players. There's 20, what, 24 other teams and however many free agents, hundreds, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is somebody like Lucas Giolito right now really dependent on seeing where Shohei Otani and Tyler Glass now and and whoever goes, you know what I mean? No, but he wants to, okay, let's let's just throw out hypothetical names. Dodgers and Mets and Red Sox are also interested in him too. In Giolito, right? Yeah. So let's just say, let's just take Giolito and, and use hypothetical teams. Shohei hasn't signed yet. Let's say it's the Giants and Dodgers that are still in, are two of the teams that are still interested in Giolito. He knows that one of those teams is going to be desperate, and the other team isn't going to have the money for him. Yeah, they're going to have to go a year with a prospect pitching and hope that Shohei comes back. At least that that's a very likely scenario. So I th- I still think he's going to get his bag of money, and and my guess is all those other free agents. I think the teams are thinking we can't afford to just start signing guys if we, if we might possibly get him. And the players are thinking and their agents are thinking that bag of money is only going to get heavier for us if we wait for Otani to come off the market. That said, though, I do think we could be leaving here with Reese Hoskins as a Cub. One year, prove a deal, just like what, like what Bellinger got. Morosi tweeted about an hour ago about how the Cubs remain part of you know the interest in him. I don't see how that contract is going to keep them from, you know, being part of the Otani, you know, contract or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so I. Well, they need a first baseman that, some way or another, but. Yeah. They, 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 that's what I'm saying, though. It's just like the, the big names like Bellinger that you were mentioning, like that's a lot of money for a lot of years. Hoskins, he, he's looking for a one year deal to then perhaps get paid a ton of money next year. I don't hate it. I just think it's, you still don't have a long-term first baseman right there. If you, if you, if you sign Reese Hoskins and I'm not against it because it worked with Belcher, but if you sign Reese Hoskins, you're in the same situation next year. Right. Because I don't know the farm system guy that's filling that spot. Unless I mean, I don't know how the Cubs feel about, Hayden McGeary and you know how right, do they yeah. feel about Matt Mervis at this point like I, I don't I don't know Luke but I'm just saying in terms of um, you know Kevin said that the the stove is cold right now and it I mean, is you know Kirby H just signed with the Rangers though if you know if you cared but <laughs> uh as far as you know 
these big names. It, it makes sense for me to me in terms of the big names on why they haven't moved anywhere yet. But, See, this is the thing as a White Sox fan looking into the Cubs. I get Reese Hoskins. I get the point of signing a first baseman like that. But to me, you have a ready-made center fielder in Pete Crow Armstrong. The man can play center field. That's undoubtedly. I know the hitting is hit or miss. So to me, where you have the problem, if you sign Reese Hoskins, you're not necessarily out on Cody Bellinger, but that's you are too, no, you are. That's too much money spent yeah. on the you're first out. base position because theoretically you're not going to be playing Cody in center field because PCA is there, and you're not going to be playing on first base because you have Reese Hoskins there. And so you can wait on Reese Hoskins. You don't have to jump the market for Reese Hoskins. He'll be around. And if he's not, cool. Matt Mervis is all right. And there's other first basemen. First baseman or a diamond doesn't. Cody Bellinger, what he gives you in both center and first base is unmatched. If they're out on Joey Tani, that's the next guy. I'm not going to Soto because that's a year. As you were saying, they need a first baseman for years to come. Cody Bellinger is the perfect guy. 28 years old, young, great, affable, matinee idol. He's a perfect uh, guy for the Cubs to go for. So I would not be jumping the Reese markets, Reese Hoskins market right now. That's a, we missed out on Cody, Reese Hoskins time. You could fit both of Hoskins and Bellinger in your lineup if you made Hoskins your DH and ended up then you, putting Morell at third yeah, or moving on. Theoretically, yeah, that, that works still. But also, I think defense is worse. Yes. What about Eric Fetty? <sighs> I mean. <laughs> so last night, we went to bed last night, and I was worried about something happening and maybe having to do an emergency podcast. So I woke up around 1, 1.30 check Twitter and like the only news that was going on was I think Mark Feinstein reporting that there was two teams wanting to give Eric Fetty a former major leaguer who went over to Korea, won an MVP over there. He's a pitcher added a sweeper. And uh, now he's looking for about two years, $10 million and the white Sox might be in on that. So <laughs> it's, it, it's not sexy. I get it. People, if you look right now, stop what you're doing, go and look at his uh, baseball reference, major league stats. You're like, Ugh, why? This is terrible. But go ahead and look at his KPO record from last year. He won the equivalent of the Cy Young out there at the Korean Baseball uh, League. I think it's a smart move if the White Sox can get him, especially with the reported deal being two years for $10 million. Mm -hmm. that's, a, a, that's a small amount of money you have there. And you have actual people that have done that before have gone overseas and came became better uh miles michaelis was more japanese player and then i think merrill kelly did the kbo thing so you have people who have or struggled in the major leagues went over to a foreign land got better and developed pitches like uh, apparently eric fetty has developed a wicked sleeper slash slider that is striking out all the kbo players and and kbo and J japanese leagues are around like double a level a little bit higher, so not the best competition, but still pretty damn good. So he was doing pretty well in a good league, and to sign him for such a low price, it's yeah. perfect for what the White Sox do and perfect for how the White Sox operate. Inexpensive, that might boom. You might get something out of something that wasn't in everybody's purview. So it's between them and the Mets right now, and we already know the Mets have enough money to get this job done. But if he chooses the White Sox, I think – it's a nice, savvy move by Chris Getz. Yeah. 
I, hopefully things kind of open up with the White Sox and we like see some more stuff happening. We might get some news right now because they have the fourth best odds in the lottery uh, today. That's going to be at 430. Uh, the worst three teams have identical odds, 18.3% of winning it. The Sox have the fourth best odds with 14.7. Uh, put it in perspective, the Blackhawks had a 11.5% chance of getting Connor Bedard. So we'll see. Is there a Bedard in the upcoming draft? I don't think so. Not in this draft. This draft is good, not great. The draft after that is where you're looking at. And as I said in my uh, little piece, in the little vignette I wrote um, or filmed, um, Jackson Holiday has a kid brother named Ethan. That is the number one high school prospect currently, but he's not eligible until the 2025 draft. What the White Sox want to do this draft is not finish in the top six. You finish in the top six as a big market team as the White Sox, they're not eligible to go back to back to participate in the draft lottery. Technically, the lottery is only the top six picks, and then they sort out the rest by... So you want to be unlucky this year and lucky next year. Exactly. Because we know the White Sox, for the most part, won't make the playoffs next year. So they'll be back in this position. Like, I don't know, for example, the Washington Nationals had the fifth worst record in Major League Baseball. The highest they could pick this year is 10th because they were participating in the MLB draft lottery last year. Because this is the second lottery that they've had. So. Yes, so they can't. It's a it's new convoluted rule. It makes sense. It's a little different than all the rest of the draft lotteries that you might be accustomed to the NHL, um, the NFL. I, I, I feel like, rules. yeah, I feel like Matt Holiday is like kind of shaping up to be the Archie Manning of Major <laughs> League Baseball in the in the sense that he was really, really good, yeah. really good, and uh, right there, right not, there, not quite Hall of Fame, yeah, but but really good. But he may have sired like two, two of the next like big stars in, in Major League Baseball. Yeah. Like, what if Canerco had kids that were, you know, that's. Yeah. And just like Archie Manning, Matt Holiday still hasn't touched home at Colorado. <laughs> Kinerko did have a kid. That kid that he was holding. On Nicholas. The, uh, so yeah. where's he at in the draft process? I have no idea. Oh, I don't either. I don't well, know. well, he was. Have you seen Frank Thomas's kid? Oh my God, he's like 15. Yeah, big Monster. as hell, yoked. Yeah. Big, big little hurt. Mm-hmm. Big little hurt. Mm. So it's a good thing if the White Sox lose the MLB draft lottery. This, of course, with the White Sox uh, luck, they'll be sixth, which is the worst spot you can be for the White Sox. Because not only do you not win the draft, then you're not eligible to be in the draft lottery next year. Hey, it's getting easier for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. That's something we can all get behind for the health of the planet and for the well-being of all of us who share it. Yeah, the electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move to a Confidence towards electric tomorrow, whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you and make the changes that you that make sense. Ooh, that's a little <laughs> far, right? Sorry. I, I so, Herb, I what should business owners do? There it is. Upgrade your glasses. Oh, yes. <laughs> Boom. Electric glasses? <laughs> Go to ComEd.com slash clean to learn more about the resources. <laughs> fleet rebates and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric if you own a business don't wait start making your plan today switch to electric vehicles go for business good good for business good for the planet good for all of us go to gamed.com slash clean did you say gamed.com slash clean very perceptive you don't need new ears i need new glasses yes now go now See how electric connects us all. 
to a better way of doing business and a better future. And once you do that for generations to come, go check out Circus Sportsbook, which features a tight money line split and a low hold model. Games there always strive to be a negative one ten split on the Circus Sports menu, unlike the other sports books, which may use negative one fifteen or negative one twenty splits. Oof. Basically, that means they keep more of your money when you lose. You don't exactly. want, want that to happen. Uh, Circus Sports keeps as little as money as possible on large market bets like futures, golf tournaments, etc. Especially compared to those other books, they have high app limits and offer a lot of transparency because Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do not limit winning players. We encourage uh, they encourage betters to download and explore all other betting sports betting apps. So you can compare the lines from each sports book because they know they're going to be featuring the best ones. And then you always get that Circa customer service because there are real people behind the Circa sports book, not chatbots. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa sports book at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Download the Circa Sports Illinois app today at circusports.com slash Illinois-app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER or text GAMB to 833-234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. We have breaking news. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The Rays have signed a right-handed reliever named Chris Davinsky. <laughs> I remember him. What was your favorite part of the of the hype that I just put out? A team there I don't care about and a player I've never heard of. Yes. <laughs> put him put him right up there with Joe Ross and Wade Miley. Big, big stuff. Big stuff. Absolutely. So the Rays and Brewers so far are the most active teams right here. This is, and the just Rangers signed Kirby Yates. That's so. right. Yeah. And the Tigers gave their manager <laughs> an extension. Yeah. Tigers moving in that AL Central, trying to win it. Kenta Maeda, new manager uh, extension, maybe. And they got uh, what uh, the guy from the Mets, Mark Kana, at the end of the year, maybe. Tigers. Tigers taking over the AL Central with 80 wins. Okay. <laughs> Cody, I want to hear some of your first impressions of uh, of your the winter meetings experience so far. Oh, like, right, right now, if, if you ended and we got on a plane right now, like what would yeah. – what would your epitaph read? Um, I walked to pro bash shops with Luke. <laughs> me and Luke. My feet hurt for four oh hours. Oh, my God, yes. My, Cody and Luke's did, great adventure. It, it's Bass Pro Shops, Oh, sorry, way. my bad. Okay. My bad. We had to go pick up a micro SD card <laughs> to make sure we could back up the audio, right? Um, no, it's been kind of a surreal experience in a way. Like, you get to see the behind the scenes of how all these major networks – like MLB network and yes network and ESPN. Like uh, you get to see what their sets look like um, behind the camera. And, you know, I've got to meet a handful of different people in the industry. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for the, my first experience uh, at the winter meetings uh, as, as, as dull as it's been, it's been for me, at least it's been fun. And I, I feel like people who are here for the first time are probably, probably feel the same way. It's it's never you know like to me it, it's nice to get here and see people that I haven't seen in a, in, in a long time and yeah. and make those connections. But I think people there's always just been this perception oh it's the hot stove it's the winter meetings this is where it all goes down. Sometimes that happens you know I mean sometimes you know, one time I yeah one time I came here and and CC Sabathia you know signed a gigantic deal and then the next year I think it was like 
Adrian Gonzalez and Carl Crawford blew up baseball. And, mm-hmm. you know, and the la- like last year you referenced, same thing. This year, I don't know. There's still there's still time, though, because all does, you know, it, they, everything could change within 10 or 15 minutes, which is why we're here. I mean, we can at least say that the – you know, the, the rumor mill or whatever has heated up a little bit more today. There's been a lot more to talk about, you know, especially with Otani, like we did for the first 30 minutes of the show. So, yeah. you know, uh, speaking of CC Sabathia, he walked right he by here. me. Yeah. He's here. He walked right by me. I was like, you do, you look so much different now compared to whenever you were playing. But yeah, um, that's another thing too, is you just see random dudes walking around, uh, you know, uh, if you haven't seen on like Ben Zobras, yeah, like if you haven't seen on on social media, Ben Zobras joined us earlier today. That we're going to probably play on CHGO Cubs tonight. So, um, that's that was cool. Our good friend Ben Zobras, re- reoccurring guest, ben friend Zobers. of the show, close friend close to the show now, World Series MVP. Um, so yeah, no, it's uh, and then also last night you guys had uh, you know, the, the Sox guys had uh, Jake Berger walked by him like four times myself. So. <laughs> Like just around, like it's just you just seeing players. You're seeing that was fun. You're, you're seeing guys in the industry that you see on TV every day, or you follow on Twitter because you care about their credibility of knowing what's going on within the you know the baseball world. Like it's it, it for someone like me who's here for the first time. Like it's kind of like wow, I'm here. <laughs> so, any more wish list of of something that will happen for you? <laughs> <laughs> Please, please. I mean, if you just put Otani to the side, I still really think they need to get a starting pitcher. So I mm-hmm. think the glass now stuff is, you know, it's not something we've really talked a lot about, but, you know, I think it was Morosi who tweeted that the Reds and the Cubs are like kind of battling for that, for a trade with the Rays for glass now. And, um, I, from our the CHO Cubs Twitter account earlier, I tweeted like the from the office of I think it's Andy, Michael Scott, and Dwight with like the finger guns just like pointing at each other in a standoff, and like that's basically what it is right now. Yeah. I think I think it, one of those one of those two teams between the Reds and the Cubs have a deal in place, and they're just waiting for Otani to sign and for that trade to to make its way to like being official. But uh, I, in a way, you know, Lance. Lance Brodzinowski was on our show last night. He said he didn't think that, you know, Otani had to sign before, uh, you know, for him to get traded. So if there's a big move for the Cubs that I have some little bit of hope that could happen before we leave, it's that one. Right, because that still lines up for both sides, right? Like the Cubs mm-hmm. don't have to look at it and say, well, if we sign him, we can't afford them for the – he's Glass now is only a one-year one – you're year only deal. picking up one-year deal. Yeah. And so you could have him for this year try and be competitive, even if you have Otani, and then you could just let him walk away and let Otani slide into that spot in the rotation the following year. This is the thing. I don't understand why the Cubs are not involved in the Dylan Cease talks because I agree. while Glass I now agree. is one year, $25 yeah. million, Dylan Cease is two years. Mm-hmm. At most, I think it's going to be $25 million for those two years. Yeah. And they've had him before as a uh, farmhand. They drafted him. And so I know the Cubs-Sox thing and trades are kind of rare. But also, if you're in that market to get a pitcher like that, I think Dylan Cease is just as good as Tyler Glass now and will be better eventually. I think he's a younger pitcher than him. Doesn't look like uh, Cillian Murphy also. So I think you can he's have – Definitely been healthier. Yeah, have a oh, – I'm, I'm have hoping a it's like Cloak of Darkness. I hope that's Jed Clark, Cloak of Darkness. And, and I know you guys want Madrigal back, which would be <laughs> tough. Who, which who would be tough want... to swallow. I like him yeah. as a player. 
we need ground balls, you know. <laughs> I know you've been oh, asking for ground balls. Or these White Sox, new White Sox people, Chris Getz and Pedro Grafal would absolutely love Nick Magical. <laughs> that would fit right into their uh, mind frame of smart, scrappy, little people who run fast like David Eckstein. I don't uh, know. Man. Nine David Ecksteins in the field. What oh. would Tony La Russa approve he was here today he was here i saw him yeah i was having some lunch and i saw tony run walk right past me looks good his uh, natural better his natural grays are showing he's not good. dying that it's always uh that's me you see me with the salt and pepper beard let yeah. your oldness shine through friends and he looks much healthier than some of the pictures have that you've seen maybe at games uh would uh, lead you to believe he looks like a healthy tony Larusa, like he was at the gotcha. beginning of his white Sox uh, career the second time well, i think at some point scott boris will also come through and we'll uh, you guys will see the horde the scott boris horde. That, that is something to see i like cannot you, wait you, there'll be people 50 deep and it's just all moving at once that that is an attraction for the winter meetings uh, i mean we for see sure. greg amsinger walking right past us one of the mlb network's biggest hosts that's always i mean that's the mlb um winter meetings for me seeing people i've seen on tv Right in front of you, Greg Amsinger in his big hair. Very tall man. Oh, very tall. St. Louis' yeah. finest. <laughs> All right, we're going to uh, get off here because the GM uh, GMs are coming through here soon. We've got the draft lottery at 4.30. We will be back with the CHO White Sox show, we think, at 5.30. Uh, Chris Getz's availability may shift that slightly. Cubs at 7 p.m. Oh, we got a super chat. Oh, we got a super chat. Oh, I didn't have my readers on. $2 super chat from Chi-Town Real Estate. Great show. Love y'all. We love you, you Chi-Town Real Estate. Appreciate you, man. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, 5.30 White Sox, 7 p.m. Uh, Cubs, and we'll be back again tomorrow for our final day here in Nashville. Oh, we so got another one, right? We got, we got another, another super chat, yeah. Our guy Gary Ross, could counsel have called Otani and not met with him, counsel using semantics to throw off the media? I like that. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what he did. That, that's basically. 100% what he did. He, yeah. he said when he was asked again, have, has your organization talked to him? I have not in person talked to Otani. Okay. <laughs> that just means he didn't have the in person. But that doesn't mean that yeah. Seiya Suzuki and Jed Hoyer weren't sitting uh, with him in a hotel room. By the way, we got an emergency pod coming up. Uh, what? CHO Fire, 315. They have signed uh, Klopas. I think Frankie Klopas. Frankie Klopas is back. Uh, he's going to be the full-time coach. Interim tag being being lifted. So Alex Campbell is firing up the uh, the bandwagon, wow. and got three three different people. The fire making more new more news than the Cubs and the Sox. Wow, <laughs> actually sounds about right. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you soon. Thanks for joining. We all silly like the mayor. 